Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Get in the know, non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and scorenorth.com. You think you like football? Trent Dilfer doesn't just really like football. He f- loves football. Carlos High, little penetration. Boom, and then the spin move. <laughs> We've seen power. We've seen acceleration by Carlos Hyde. Welcome, NFL, to Carlos Hyde, the bell cow back for the San Francisco 49ers. Football! Football! Yeah! Football! Football! Yeah! A bell cow is a great word. Great word, dude. Old school, right? right? It's a very old school. You're the bell cow running back. Old Bessie in here to pound the rock. That's right. Who's the bell cow? So, I, I guess Cook is right now. Like, he... He's a bell cow. Uh, uh, he's he a bell, bell cow. Bell. Yeah. I don't know if he's a bell cow, man. I feel like Saquon. Asiata was a bell cow. Yeah, yeah Asiata was. Even like other ones, like Saquon Barkley seems like a bell cow. He doesn't, he doesn't really get bell involved. Cow. Yeah. Wait, wait. He doesn't really get involved. I'm, I'm going to look up a bell yeah. cow. I'm going to look up bell cow. I, just think, I always feel like if, yeah. if, you, if you have an injury history, it kind of feels like you can't be a bell cow. No, that makes sense. Are you a, I got you. Hold on a second. That might be my, that, that might be I, my I think own it's, preconceived yeah, yeah, notion. Might, might, be, might be a youth thing. I'm going to look um, up. It seems like he's just three, three, four yards, three yards, four yards, three yards, straight line power, bang, bang, bang. Okay. Hmm. A bell cow is, not surprisingly, a cow with a bell attached to its neck, especially a lead cow. Slang. Lead cow. Leader the bell cow in country politics. A lead cow. So Come I get, on. So I guess it'd be if it's the lead, if it's like the lead cow. I guess Cook does qualify because he's the lead. I guess so. Feels like, but yeah, right. I I'm with you. I I feel like a bell cow should be just a big guy that eats up carries and never gets hurt and like carries guys six yards on his back. Yeah, Judd is the bell cow of Score North. Yep. really, and he's been for a long time. This is Purple Daily. Mackie Judd, our executive producer, Declan Goff, presented by TCL. Enjoy more of what you love. With TCL, and we start out with, I guess, some some potential bad news here. We got a few things. We got a pecking order on today's show, ESPN.com pass protection rankings. But Ian Rappaport, rap sheet from NFL Media, says Vikings defensive tackle Michael Pierce suffered a calf injury while training, and his availability for the start of camp is in doubt. Source said, while he could end up missing time to begin camp, it's not expected to keep him off the field. To begin the season, so we we actually haven't seen proof of Michael Pierce in a Vikings uniform like on a game day yet, even though he's been with the team for a year and a half. So when you guys saw this, how, how like what's your nervous scale one to ten 
you know, we hear about these little injuries sometimes. It's like, oh, he's, he's just a little dinged up. And then all of a sudden, yep. you know, your third preseason game and the guy hasn't practiced yet. So yeah. what's, what's your level of alarm here? I well, guess? first of all, keep in mind, Daniil Hunter was just a tweak. OK, so like, <laughs> let's not let's not worry too much. Just a tweak. It's nothing more than a tweak. Yeah, oh, we should all we playing. should we should we should all have some sort of like, you know, I think guard up because of the way that they characterized his. Yes. I, I definitely have flashbacks of that. Right? Oh yeah, he's just he's just getting a sip of water over there. He's got a little tweak. <laughs> he's just in the he's he'll, practicing he'll special teams trick plays. Don't worry about him. He'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. uh, my first thought was this, and we talked about the defensive tackles last week as well, and I said the exact same thing. Um, this is why. The Sheldon Richardson signing is important uh, because I don't necessarily fully trust the depth behind um, Tomlinson and Pierce at this point in time, or I didn't until they got Richardson back on his deal. And now I think that you have created, ideally, Pierce and Tomlinson play on first and second down. And ideally, I guess Tomlinson gets some pressure, although I don't know because we also discussed this last week. I don't know how consistent that pressure is going to be. But the nice thing is, Sheldon, who is still an effective player, can come in and either be a three-down guy or a pass rush specialist. But he gives you a veteran presence that you sorely, sorely lacked last year. So I feel better about the Pierce news, not because it's good he's hurt, but because I do think that despite the fact that Sheldon would qualify more as a three technique than a nose tackle, if Push comes to shove, I think you can move Tomlinson pretty easily to nose tackle where he's played previously. And so you've yeah. got some insurance here that doesn't make this as daunting. I would like to see Pierce play, though. Yeah, I mean, the, this is going to be probably an overreaction, but I, I, I'm kind of more curious to see Sheldon Richardson get more snaps with one of the nose tackles than I am to see the two nose tackles shoehorned in and one of them as a three technique. So... Again, I don't want Michael Pierce to be hurt, but I feel like the Vikings kind of put themselves in a weird situation where, all right, well, we already have Michael Pierce, but then Tomlinson was available. They both are nose tackles, but we'll just sort of make Tomlinson a three technique because he's kind of done that before. Sheldon Richardson actually makes more sense as a, like, as a, I don't think he's like an 850, 900 snap guy, but um, like there's always going to be a rotation to, to some extent. But, However it plays out, to your point, like this is why you sign depth. This is why you go out and get an extra cornerback in Bashad Breeland, right? This is why you go and bring in Mackenzie Alexander, why you bring in Sheldon Richardson. They have a couple, and I, I'm probably foreshadowing um, some conversations we're going to have from now until the start of training camp about depth, but the Vikings have a couple positions where they can withstand injuries and a couple where they can't. And I think defensive tackle is one of the positions where they can withstand a thing here and there, a calf at the beginning of training camp, uh, more than, say, like, left defensive end <laughs> or yeah. safety at this point, right? Mm-hmm. So, all right, De- Declan, are you freaking out at all about this Michael Pierce calf injury? I, I'm not freaking. Um, I think it's like a four out of ten scale. I want to see Michael Pierce play. And, and you know, on Judd, Dr. Judd always says, you know, neck injuries scare me. You know, Judd doesn't like neck injuries, and rightfully hey, so. I, I, for, I, I yeah. hear it. Calf injuries freak me out. Maybe I'm genetics of Josh Donaldson. <laughs> But calf injuries and a big dude like Michael Pierce, yeah. like that's a tree, man. You're chopping down the tree right there. It's a little worrisome for me. So I want to see the dude play because I do think he's an athletic freak, and I want to see how he's using Mike Zimmer's defense. 
Um, but at least, yes, there is depth there at the Sheldon Richardson signing that doesn't make this as scary or daunting as it would be in a no- normal situation. Calves and hamstrings, right? Yes. Especially these big dudes that are they just... nag you. Like they yeah. nag you and nag you, and then it's like, it's fine. And then it's like, no, it's not fine, right? That's the problem. They come back and bite you continually. Um, but yeah, I, I also think we need to keep in mind that um, that the mad scientist Zim... These two guys in the middle of the defensive line are because of that Saints game. That Saints game put him, he was basically like, no one's going to run on us ever again. <laughs> and I mean, that's why I, I'm convinced. I don't if, want them to gain another yard. If they will remember the night they played the Vikings. If Alvin God. Kamara on Christmas Day doesn't absolutely run over you, which he did, I mean, he embarrassed them. I'm not sure the Tomlinson signing happens like it did but i mean the, the, zim is convinced that if i get two of the biggest baddest most in shape fat guys i can possibly get no one's gonna <laughs> run up the a gap ever again against me come on so true. football yeah. and listen if zim's plan goes awry he probably gets fired but the good news is burnsville heating and air is hiring so you can actually rest easy if you're one of the Vikings coaches that might have a job on the line or a front office member. The pressure is high, but there's a fallback option for you. Burnsville Heating and Air Conditioning, um, and they're hiring all levels of experience, apprentices, leads, finishers, and equipment setters, and they have an immediate need for you, full-time work opportunities. And even though the company is Burnsville Heating and Air, they've got job sites within 10 to 20 minutes, most likely, of wherever you live. So you don't have to necessarily live near Burnsville. Uh, they're also giving out up to $2,000 sign-on bonuses. So full-time, year-round work, lots of overtime opportunities. If you need a reset year, if you're a football coach, or if you're just looking for employment, go to BurnsvilleHeating.com and click Careers. BurnsvilleHeating.com and click Careers. All right, Judd Zolgad has brought to the table here mm-hmm. this week's pecking order, and we're going just we're going beyond the Vikings. We're going to include the Vikings in uh, a scope of the NFC North. So, Judd, set up this week's pecking order for us, if you will. So, it's not going to be, it's not going to be in order, for instance, of my division predictions for the NFC North. But what it's going to be is what I perceive to be the main storyline for each team. And in fact, I'm going to skip the Vikings. If you guys want to throw out the Vikings, that's fine. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to alphabetically go through the other three teams in the division and give what, you. Are you skipping the Vikings, or are you going to wait, wait till the end? Give to go you. The I'm going to I'm going to go through the other three teams and then react also to how it impacts the Vikings and what scares ah, me it. and what doesn't. So I'm not necessarily going to get at the heart of the Vikings issues and storylines because there will be plenty of time for that and we'll do that a ton in the coming week. What I'm going to get at is what I perceive to be the main storyline with each of the teams in the division besides the Vikings and we could talk about how that impacts the Vikings as well because it certainly oh, could. Okay? I like that little little Vikings spin mm-hmm. on these. Or like Vikings it. show. Rick, yeah. Rick Spielman likes it too. Mm-hmm. Let's start in the Windy City. The Chicago Bears. The main storyline is actually revolves around a guy who supposedly, and I guess I believe this, on opening day is not going to start. QB2. QB2. And that storyline is, when is QB2 Justin Fields going to become 
QB1. And is there any expectation that if he does have a good camp, you know, I mean, he comes out in the preseason slinging it around, that the Red Rifle could become QB2 very quickly because Justin Fields, and this this not only gentleman goes towards the 2021 season, this goes towards the future. Justin Fields, if the Bears got this right, could be the answer to a problem that has haunted this franchise essentially since before any of our births, and I was born in 1969. Justin Fields. I saw a photo on Instagram this weekend of QB2 for the Bears with his shirt off at some, like, off-season practice. Impressive. And, oh, my God, like, is it QB2% body fat? Like, QB here to make me feel inadequate as yes. a human being. Like, that dude is just keep your shirt on. Just chiseled. Just don't ever ridiculous. look at yourself. Like, hey, I've been I riding the Peloton. Saturday. I, I was like fine. A couple pop- <laughs> I was great. QB3, I was great. I don't know what Were you're you talking just, about. You like, at a bar with your shirt no, on? I was, no, there was a pool party. I was, I was, a, I was at a pool. Well, you're not, you're not fat at all. No. But I've, you are scrawny. Yes. So keep your shirt on. Okay. <laughs> Phil and I have some guts. Keep your shirt on. No, I mean seriously, and don't. And by the way, when you walk in front of a mirror, keep your head down. Just don't look at it. <laughs> just, I, just I never, never make eye contact. Never make eye contact with the mirror. So when you're when you're brushing your teeth, you just stare down at the sink. I keep my shirt. Never look up to brush my teeth. Okay, but like shower well, wise, never look. That's too much information. Yeah, um, no, I'm just saying the, don't look. On the Justin Fields point, yeah, I'm, I'm torn here on behalf of the Vikings because, on one hand, I'm like. Boy, the longer, like, let's say Justin Fields is set to finally be the franchise quarterback that the Bears have always hoped for, right? Mm-hmm. Well, it'd be great if they could just sit on him all year and, and Andy Dalton could could play the games against the Vikings. But the Vikings lose to far worse quarterbacks in, like, Bears quarterbacks than Andy Dalton, right? Like, look at the list of quarterbacks. I don't have it in front of me, but I, I can tell you, it includes some guys that you are ashamed to lose football games to. Mm-hmm. So I think I think the Vikings struggles with the Bears throughout the years, and they're about I think they're five hundred against the Bears in the Mike Zimmer era. It's not because of quarterback one way or the other. It's their defense, it's that stadium, it's prime time, it's a lot of different factors. And so I don't know. Like Mike Zimmer's also great against young quarterbacks. So I think from a quarterback perspective, I'm very comfortable with whoever the Bears put out there. It's all the other things that make me nervous on behalf of the Vikings in those games. Okay, prediction time for both of you guys. Because it's pretty well known. It's been reported by a lot of people, and I trust it. The Vikings definitely made some phone calls and inquiries and had interest in trading up in the draft to take fields before the Bears jumped them and took him in their trade. Will the Vikings, and I'm not talking about for this year, I'm talking about just the totality of the future, will the Vikings regret the fact that they didn't be more aggressive to make that trade? Because if Fields is going to bite you, he's going to bite you big now, play him twice a year. Will the Vikings regret not being more aggressive to make a trade to take him? Because they don't have their QB of the future. The Vikings do not. Right now, this is is not me pouring cold water. Just like, I, I can't answer that question right now. Why? Because I don't know how I don't know if I trust Matt Nagy and 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 Ninkum Poops at one Chicago Bears way to evaluate the right people, but two he was pretty damn good at Ohio State and the Vikings had interest. The Vikings evaluators were targeting him. That's what I'm saying. So, so I, I, I get it. it, but I don't I don't think we can answer it until we know after the end of the year. I can't answer it. I like Kellen um, Mond too, but I don't I don't know if we can answer it. I think. I don't. I oh my god. I th- I think the gap between Mond and Fields is less than the gap by which they were drafted. 
Okay. And so I like how you put that. To answer your question, I because it's all about like obviously if Justin Fields turns out to be an amazing quarterback, the answer is yes. But mm-hmm. in terms of what we knew on draft day, would I rather have Christian Derrissaw and Kellen Mond or Justin Fields and shoulder shrug emoji for offensive line? The Vikings did it right, and they may have stumbled into it because it does sound like they tried to move up to Carolina's spot. They tried to move up to Detroit's spot. I think they did it right from a draft standpoint. Get the franchise offensive tackle and then get a guy that was very highly graded on a lot of boards early in the third round. What do you think, Judd? I have a bad feeling that the Vikings, being the Vikings, are going to regret this in large part because he's in the division now. And and I don't know that, to what Dex is saying, I don't know that Nagy and the current staff is the guy to unlock fields. But I don't think they're going to ruin him necessarily. And so I do think that there is a chance that they got this right. I mean, Justin Fields to me, and Mon Cook could be good. I don't know. But the thing I like about Fields is this. I think he fits into, and if he can get the learning experience that he's going to need, I think he fits into the game today pretty well. Like, I think he's a good fit. Might not be perfect. But I just have a, I just have a weird feeling because of how it unfolded. And he went to Chicago and the Vikings' luck is sort of like this at times. I think they do regret it. Um, and, you know, the problem be, the problem we're always going to talk about, too, if they don't win a Super Bowl, is that you were – that was the point in time where you were sort of stuck with Kirk, and Kirk was your guy. And so it wasn't like you had this absolute necessity to go get a QB. You slow-cooked it, but if this kid turns out to be really good, you're going to say, damn. That's yeah. my feeling. Uh, by the way, I and I did have to just – pull a schedule up to see the dates here. The Vikings don't play the Bears until December 20th. So they're going to face Justin Fields. Yes. Like the, the you know, they've got two games against the Bears in the final four in Chicago on Monday night, December 20th and then at at US Bank Stadium on uh Sunday, Jan 19th, week 18. So there's almost no way that Justin Fields isn't unless Andy Dalton is just ridiculous for some reason all season I'm and the Bears are winning and like that's the only way it would happen that way. So it'll right. be it'll be fun. It'll be fun. It'll be a cold game on December 20th at Chicago. Team number two, Motor City boys. We're going to the Motor City. In fact, Phil, if you would be so kind, do, do you have the ability to play me some Danny Campbell? Uh, I do. And just but but you mentioned Motor City. Mm-hmm. You know, we got our own Motor City here in the Twin Cities area, a little bit north. It's in Brainerd and it's Brainerd International Raceway. So you oh, just like you reminded you me of how great Brainerd did. International Raceway is this time of year. They've got more live racing coming up July 30th through August 1st weekend here in uh, about 12 days. Moto America coming to the BIR racetrack for the first time. And they're visiting Minnesota with multiple super bike racing classes and 190 miles per hour of pure adrenaline. This is a blast. And uh, kids 12 and under even get in free. So it's time to visit the bigger, better, and faster season at Brainerd International Raceway. Ticket and camping information at BIRMN.com. Dan Campbell doesn't just like football. Dan Campbell loves football. We're going to kick you in the teeth, all right? And when you punch us back, we're going to smile at you. And when you knock us down, we're going to get up. And on the way up, we're going to bite a kneecap off, all right? And we're going to stand up. And then it's going to take two more shots to knock us down. 
All right. And on the way up, we're going to take your other kneecap and we're going to get up and then it's going to take three shots to get us down. And when we do, we're going to take another hunk out of you before, before long, we're the, going to be the last one standing. All right. That's going to be the mentality. Football. Football. Yeah. yeah. This show right. has, the way I see it, three definite missions. One, <laughs> one is, is this. Reckless speculation. Of course, to entertain as well, right? Which, which so far I would say on the Dan Campbell front, we have tried to entertain by playing sound bites like that. Because they're funny and he sounds like an idiot and it's just <laughs> hilarious. But the third thing is this show also deals in Football. I mean X's and O's. I mean eating X's and O's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And there's a time to entertain, and then there's a time to be serious. And when you're breaking down the NFC North, that's time to get serious, boys. So storyline out of Detroit. Matt Patricia was a complete and utter disaster and a joke. His players couldn't stand him. He was a jerk. The fans hated him. Dan Campbell is a Football-y football guy. That's very clear from the soundbite that Phil played. Uh, but so far, we've heard all the right things, and there's been no games played yet, but about Dan Campbell's approach and the players like him and that this is a very different era of Detroit football. So, here's my question. My storyline is the Lions and this coaching change, did they get it right this time? Is Dan Campbell, as much as we've joked and laughed, no. What does your sense tell you? <laughs> no. I mean, there's no way. You can't be like that. Like, that's not, that's position coach guy. He's position coach guy. And you need you need guys like that in the NFL, right? You need to toughen these guys up. Got to make sure our offensive line is tougher and our defensive line is scratching and clawing, right? But, like, I need a thinker. My head coach needs to be a thinker. Someone who can get up and see the 30,000-foot view of the entire season and the franchise. The John Harbaugh's, the Andy Reid's, right? Like, Andy Reid is very football, but Andy Reid's very cerebral. The Bill Belichick's, right? Like, this guy is a total position coach clown show. And how does it impact the Vikings? Two more wins against the Lions. That's how it impacts the Vikings. It's going to be great. Now, they might lose three players to injured reserve because of these psychopaths and their biting kneecaps and stuff, but it's 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 two wins for the Vikings. That's how it impacts the Vikings. Dex? The thing is with the Lions is I can totally see now they, they do have a tough schedule to start, but I can see them jump. If they like get off to like a 3-1 and one start, right? Yes. Like, and, and they have the Niners, Packers, Ravens, Bears to start the year. Yep. If they get off to a 3-1 start, people are going to be eating this up, man. This, oh, this is so much fun. Dan Campbell has turned things around in the Motor City, right? Uh, but I, I don't, I'm with Phil. I don't buy it for a minute. I, I can see that, that, that first storyline playing out and then people uh, jumping on the Dan Campbell bagwagon, but he, he's nuts, dude. And also, Jared Goff, no. No, 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 no. Like, you, you downgraded at, at quarterback. Your cousin, what are you doing? Nope, no relation. Yeah, yeah. No relation. Well, if you go back far enough, I'll bet this. Uh, I hope not. Um but yeah, we're both overpaid and where one of us is good at their job, one isn't. So yeah, it's it's he's in a difficult situation in Detroit. Difficult situation. I cannot wait to see Dan Campbell manage a clock. Also true. <laughs> and challenges. He will, he will he will go Tyson Zim. He will throw that damn red flag every chance he gets. 
Yeah, like, do you th- do you think that guy's thinking at all about the nuances of clock management, or is he just thinking about how his defensive tackles can yeah. gouge the eyes out of the left guard without getting flagged for a penalty? <sighs> all right, so the last one, we go to uh, Green Bay, Wisconsin. The storyline, I know what you're all expecting me to say, by the way. I know what you're expecting me to say, but I'm not going to say it. I'm going to say it about the same position, but not the player that you expect me to talk about. Is Jordan Love ready to be the Packers quarterback? That's the main storyline. Because if Aaron doesn't show up, and I th- I still think there's a good chance he doesn't. Like pe- People are like, oh, he'll show up. I'm not so sure of that. Jordan Love on day one of training camp will be QB1. And I don't think he's going to be as garbage as everyone just assumes he's going to be. But... I have great confidence, just like with Justin Fields, that Mike Zimmer, before these guys are fully ready to be like franchise quarterbacks, Mike Zimmer is going to make their lives miserable. So if the division rolls out and Justin Fields is playing in the two games late in the season for the Bears and Jared Goff is playing for the Lions and Jordan Love or Blake Bortles are playing for the Packers, boy, I mean, I, I don't know if I'm going to just say 6-0 and Vikings, but like that should be four or five wins for the Vikings. Right there in the division. Now, even with Rodgers, I, I feel like Mike Zimmer is about 500 against the Packers, too. And most of those games have included Aaron Rodgers. So, yep. um, yeah, I, boy, dropping off from one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time to another shoulder shrug emoji. They have a good enough roster, though, where they're still going to people are just assuming. And well, if Rodgers doesn't show up, that's a three win team. Ah, that's a team that's going to still like they've got enough weapons on offense. They have a really good offensive line. Their defense has gotten better. I think the deflation factor, though, like if those guys are relying on Rodgers, they've gone to the NFC Championship game a couple years, right? And, and just like the letdown of him not showing up or yes. getting traded yes. could be a factor, too, that matters in football. Um, so, but again, like be a good thing for Mike Zimmer if he got to go against another rookie quarterback. Jacqueline? Yeah, Jacqueline? I, I, I don't buy it. I think the Packers are going to be awful. I, I know their line's good and Devontae Adams is good. I just think that team is so heavily focused on their quarterback that if Blake Bortles or Jordan Love step in, I don't see that team winning more than five games. I think they're going to be a disaster. If Blake, wait, wait, wait. If Blake Bortles has to start, like, like let's just say mm-hmm. he's he plays, they both play in the exhibition games. If Blake Bortles has to start, don't you have to fire Goody almost immediately? Like if Jordan Love in year two, so like if this was year one, I'd be like, okay, I sort of get that. But I mean, he had a year to learn. And I'm not saying that he needs to be spectacular because I don't think he'll be spectacular. But if you deem, okay, you know what? He can't start still. I mean. Yeah. I mean, to that point, think about this. So two drafts ago, Aaron Rodgers had maybe dropped off a little bit, but he was still Hall of Fame, great quarterback guy. But they determined that he was cooked enough to trade up in the first round for Jordan Love. Right. And if going into year two, if he's not going to beat out Blake Bortles for a starting quarterback job, like if you, and if you knew this all summer, and if you knew that one of the main reasons why Aaron Rodgers, if not the main reason, is upset with your franchise is because the GM and the front office don't keep him in the loop on stuff, why wouldn't you have just cleaned up this problem two or three months ago? Like, is it is it that hard for the Packers to admit that they were wrong? Enjoy a weed-free summer at the lake, courtesy of Aquaside. One easy application of Aquaside pellets can eliminate weeds in lake muck. Ew. 
Aquasite has been trusted by hundreds of thousands of lake homeowners since 1960. Neglecting aquatic weeds can hamper recreational activities like swimming and boating. Lake weeds can also provide breeding habitats for insects. Make your lake shore beautiful this summer with Aquaside. Call 1-800-328-9350 or go to Aquaside.com. And they're already wrong. Like, Rodgers came back after they deemed him on the cliff enough to have to draft his replacement. He comes back and wins the MVP well, and they go back to the doorstep of the Super Bowl. Like, you were already wrong. Yes. <laughs> right? Yes. And, and you traded up to take his eventual successor. Instead yeah. instead of trading up to take one of what, four, I believe, wide receivers or five that got drafted in the first round, including Jefferson, who was dropping at least close to you, close enough to trade up for. Like, think about that. That's the thing that amazes me. The Packer, can you imagine, again, Devontae Adams and Justin Jefferson on the field together last season with Aaron Rodgers? Mm. Oh. Mm. What a nightmare. Yeah, well, now we now we get to watch Justin Jefferson and Adam Thielen on the field together here because the Vikings, at least like for all their flaws, the Vikings, the Vikings know like what position they need going into drafts most more often than not, and sometimes they reach like they knew they needed a center, so they drafted Garrett Bradbury three years ago, and they knew they needed a left tackle, so it's like the, sometimes position of need is the thing in the first round, and when you have Aaron Rodgers at quarterback, yeah. <laughs> you trade up for a. Another quarterback? I don't know, man. So, all right. Well, those are those are Judd's three main NFC storylines, NFC North storylines, aside from the Vikings. Um, I think you nailed it. I'm trying to think of, uh, like, with the Packers, that is the storyline. With mm-hmm. the Bears, that is the storyline. So, And with Detroit, um, that's got to be the storyline because it's, it's one of the great storylines in football right now. Literally yeah. biting off a man's kneecaps, and maybe both of them. Oh, my God. Um, boy, that just sounds, that just sounds awful. Uh, we will have, so next week, Judd's going to be at training camp just all day, every day. We're going to have the regular Purple Daily episodes. We might even have bonus episodes. We'll do uh camp storylines and our Mr. Mankato. And no, we're not going to change the name of it because we like alliteration. I know the Egan Everyman was no. maybe a candidate no, there that, for a while. That's what Royce said. No. We're not, no yeah. way. So when, but the, when but we, poor... we, we when is poor Chris Long going in the bunker? Well, we got we got Dex. Can you reach out to Chris Long and yes. just see what his schedule's like the next week? I will. Like I said, I, I get, know uh, I know I'll get the three a.m. response when I email him at twelve thirty p.m. today because uh, yeah. that's how Longer operates. But yes, I will email Long. Okay. And for people that are new to the show, every year going back seven or eight years on Mackie and Judd, and now on Purple Daily, we have led the Mister Mankato discussion looking to crown the best under-the-radar training camp performer. And this includes the preseason games every single year. Adam Thielen won it back in the day. Stefan Diggs won it back in the day. Now, sometimes guys like Marcus McCauley win it. Going back, we went back and retroactively crowned players. So uh, it's not always a guaranteed success story. you got to put in the work after you win Mr. Mankato. But uh, we'll definitely need eyes and ears from fans who are attending training camp sessions to uh to give us their first hand reports the interesting thing about this one too is if i'm not mistaken via our rules on this kellen mond is eligible for mr mankato he is third round pick third round pick or later so and then we've had a couple requests for provisions like if a guy isn't a third round pick or later or undrafted but he's been off the radar for a while or something but that's really third round pick or later and Mm -hmm. then chris long will have the official odds report 
I got to think Kellen Mond is going to be the most odds-on favorite we've ever had, right? Yeah. Just because he's almost too he's much quarterback. for my taste. Like, I, I don't think I can pick him because it's too obvious. Jake Browning might be the real Jake dark Browning might here, be your starting gonna, quarterback gonna, at some point. I'd say he's going to get probably more snaps in some of these preseason games. Getting him ready. We'll see. Um, let's. Uh, I know we were going to touch on the ESPN.com offensive pass protection rankings because we love rankings on this show. I think we do that tomorrow. We'll do a dive into that tomorrow. Perfect. Where, where are the national pundits putting the Vikings pass protection? Are they are they respecting the moves that they made in the draft, or are, are the Vikings going to be garbage again, according to them? So we'll do that tomorrow. But, um, yeah, all of this has been also presented by Federated. So Federated's been uh, supporting us on Purple Daily and Mackie and Judd for a number of years, and, and we thank them for that. They've also been supporting Big Brothers Big Sisters, which, uh, think about this, since 2005, the Federated Challenge supporting Big Brothers Big Sisters has raised over $41 million to help ignite the potential of our nation's youth. That's a 116-year-old one-to-one mentoring organization, and uh, and those $41 million over 15-plus years, thanks in large part to, to partners like the Minnesota Timberwolves and Lynx, Holborn Corporation, SIT Investment Associates, and more. So uh, find out more about Big Brothers Big Sisters at their website, bigbrothersbigsisters.org. And we thank you for hanging out with us on Purple Daily. Any other words of wisdom, Judd Zolgad? Not today. Tomorrow I might have more. Not today. But we are are approaching camp, and I will say this, and I say it uh, very geekily, and I'm being sincere. I have not been this excited for the start of training camp in a long time. Partially because the twins are terrible. But I am real. No, but and I mean, training camp drags on, and and by the time that you get to the start of the season, you're basically bored of camp, as Phil knows. But right now, I am jazzed for the start of training camp. I am too. It's gonna be it's gonna be fun. Also, this is the this is the first time that because training camp was so different last year, but um, this is the first time that we will have had this community too on the Purple Daily podcast and YouTube channel to. To hang out with all you guys. So we're pumped for it. Judd's going to be there on a daily basis. And uh, if you're not already following Score North on Instagram, we just fired up TikTok also for the first time a couple weeks ago. And um, and and Twitter and Facebook as well. We're going to be just throwing content all over the place in your faces. So check us out on all those platforms. We'll see you guys tomorrow on Purple Daily.